Folks, right now we are going to put to bed an age-old debate of who is the greatest player of all time. Is it Michael Jordan? Is it LeBron James? So before we actually get into a head-to-head comparison on who we think's better, let's just talk about this out loud so we can make a case for both MJ and LeBron. And then obviously by the end, you'll hear who we think is the best and why. Um, MJ was our guy growing up. He was everyone's favorite player. He was the one that absolutely changed the game. I mean, everyone wants to get their hands on a pair of Jordans. MJ was honestly the Hannibal Lecter where he would rip your heart out. He was a killer and everybody talked about how end of the game, Michael's going to do what Michael's going to do. He's going to kill you. And everybody knew that. No matter who they played, everyone was terrified of MJ. You watch those old documentaries of the of the Dream Team and Larry Bird and, and Magic saying, hey, look, there's a new sheriff in town. This guy's the best in the league. And I absolutely agree. He was of that era. What do you think? 100%. The absolute best player of his era. That's not in question. What's in question is... Is he the greatest of all time? LeBron James was the next Michael Jordan coming out of high school. Completely different player. Honestly, they don't share a lot of similarities in my opinion. Just totally different dudes with different skill sets. But he was anointed that guy before he even stepped foot in the NBA. Most guys with that kind of pressure on them are going to fail. LeBron didn't. LeBron James, in my mind, is the most complete player ever to play the game. We have all these all-time greats. Obviously, we have MJ. We have Magic. We have Bill Russell. We have Wilt. We have Kareem. We have Barkley. You have the Big O, Oscar Robertson, Elgin Baylor. You have all these big-time greats. The reason why I think LeBron, and I truly feel that LeBron is up there, because some people say it's disrespectful to compare anyone to MJ. Well, that's the only way we can ever get anywhere is by comparison. So we have to compare it to whoever we feel is the best. And everyone says that MJ is the best, no question. Well, then we obviously have to compare LeBron to MJ. But MJ, or I mean LeBron is 6'8", 270, probably 280. He's a physical specimen. The guy eats babies. It's not even fair with his God-given talent and ability and athleticism. The cool thing about LeBron is he's got game too. He's not just a freak athlete. A lot of people say, well, ah, it's not fair because LeBron has that big body. Well, guess what? That's part of it. MJ was way more athletic than anyone else in his era. I mean, maybe you could factor in Dominique or something like that. But I mean, LeBron James is a physical specimen. In my mind, the league is in the best shape that it's ever been in. You know, you have a lot of you have a lot of fanboys saying that the NBA is 
you know, the NBA's trash now. It's nothing like it was in the 80s because the NBA's soft. They don't let you play physical. It's like, hey, you boners. The only reason it's not as physical as it was in the 80s is because guys are worth $200 million. Bill Lambeer was throwing haymakers because some guy's making 80 grand a year. You know, they're getting paid like calculus teachers. So, you know, it was just more enjoyment. You know, Larry Bird, <laughs> Bill Lambeer almost broke Larry Bird's neck when he drove in for a layup. It's not that these guys aren't competitive. It's not that this is just a, a friendly league. It's you have social media, so everyone has to play nice. They have to be politically correct. And these guys are worth so much money. No GM's worth letting them gamble on having the malice in the palace when run our test and uh, Steven Jackson and Ben Wallace were socking everybody. So the NBA is incredibly physical. I dare or I challenge any of you to go sit courtside and just watch how physical the game is. You say it's ticky-tack. It's not ticky-tack. Yeah, I feel like some some all-stars get all-star treatment. And we'll talk about that in another episode because that obviously drives us crazy. But the game is incredibly physical. Uh, one thing about LeBron that amazes me is his rookie year, he averaged 26-5. and five. He showed a lot of promise right out of high school. This is an 18-year-old kid we're talking about. Okay, he wasn't mentored by Dean Smith at North Carolina for a few years. Okay, this is a kid just kind of figuring it out all on his own. LeBron James never had a coach that would just whoop his ass. He never had a Jerry Sloan or Pat Riley. I mean, Pat Riley was part of the Heat, but he never actually coached. He never played with a pass-first true point guard, right? The things that he does... It's, it's just amazing because he really is a point center. He can guard positions one through five, and he can play positions one through five. He has an incredible basketball IQ. And it is evident down the stretch that he can take over any time that he wants. And there are times where it drives us crazy because we're like, oh man, he's too unselfish. Well, he's actually interested in winning the game and making the right basketball play rather than just chucking. You know, I remember hearing this bit from from the herd where he talked about how oh it was when uh it was when Steph Curry was the MVP and he said something like, Yeah, it's game three and they're playing against Portland on the road, second round of the playoffs, and Steph Curry's out and he's hurt and the Warriors were still favored by 19 points without the MVP. And that's crazy to me. LeBron James, when he played in Cleveland without, without Kyrie, or when he was out and they still had Kyrie and Kevin Love, they were 1-19 without King James. To me, that speaks volumes. And we're going to go over tons of stats, but he's someone that's absolutely unreplaceable. He is the glue. People talk about how it's hard to play with LeBron James. Ah, nobody wants to play with him. Yeah, no one really good wants to play with him because they know they're not going to be the best player on that team. 
So you really have to swallow your pride. Okay? So I mean, one of my biggest takes is just that a lot of people say stats don't matter. You know, MJ was a killer, and MJ was a killer. But stats do matter, and we're going to explain why they do matter. The thing with LeBron is, think about it like this. Steph Curry was your MVP, all right? And I'm not comparing Steph Curry, MJ. I'm just, this is just for example. Steph Curry was your MVP, and I'm not taking anything away from Steph. Steph's amazing. And easily, in my opinion, the best shooter to ever play the game. No disrespect to Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, even Clay, but no one comes close. The things he does are ridiculous. But he's your MVP. He's got three All NBA players, well, four now with Boogie, four All NBA players on his team. You've got Iggy coming off the bench. Okay? If he breaks a finger on his shooting hand, is he still the MVP? Because how does Steph hurt you? He can shoot from anywhere on the floor. But if you take his shot away, how can he still hurt you? He can't really hurt you. I mean, what do you think? Can he hurt you? No. What's what's he going to do? He's an average basketball player outside of that. Granted, this is if he's injured, right? If his shooting hand's injured. Now, let me ask you this. If... LeBron has a broken pinky or a broken ring finger on his shooting hand. Can he still hurt you? Could he still be the MVP? First of all, how many games has LeBron missed to injury? It's insane. So few. But if he's if he has a broken pinky or wrist and he can still play, he affects the game in every capacity. From rebounds to assists to blocks to playmaking to decision-making, just literally in every way. The thing that's the thing that's crazy is I look at that and go, well, Steph, if he has, you know, if he has a broken finger, yeah, he, well, he's definitely not the MVP. You know, I don't even know how he could contribute. LeBron could still be the MVP with a broken finger because he does everything well. If his shot's not falling, guess what? He has the best floor game you can have. He gets stops on the defensive end. He's finding guys. He attracts so much attention on offense that if help defense overcommits, he makes them pay. I mean, this is a guy that literally does everything. And I'm not taking anything away from Jordan saying he didn't do a lot of things really well. I'm talking about as a whole. LeBron James is the most complete player ever to play the game. I'm not saying he's the best right now. I'm just saying he's the most complete because think about this again. He can play one through five and he can guard one through five. No one has been able to do that really since Magic Johnson. And he was an anomaly. His, what was it? His rookie, his rookie year, his very first game, Kareem was out and he he did the jump from the beginning. He did the opening tip. Yeah, he balled out. You know, and it's just, I think that's a reason why Magic and LeBron get along so well is because they're so similar. And Magic can't, Magic can't stop talking about how fascinated he is with LeBron's game because there's never been a player like him. 
So although it is hard to compare him and MJ head-to-head because they're different players, we're going to do our best to give you as many examples as possible as to why we think either MJ or LeBron is the best player to ever play the game. And we're open to questions. We're not saying that we have this all figured out or that we're dialed. But it's our opinion, and we think we're a hell of a lot smarter than anyone listening to this. Okay, so before we really get into it, what does the all-time MVP or what does the all-time GOAT mean to you? Because this is this is a pretty big statement. What do you think? Yeah, it's huge. So for me, I would break it down this way. Let's say there's 10 statistical categories from shooting to uh, making clutch shots to uh, NBA Finals MVPs to titles, et cetera, et cetera. If there were 10 of those categories, and I haven't really broken it down, it would be the guy who has the highest score when you add them all up. Maybe it's a 90, maybe it's an 80, maybe it's a 96. Don't really know, but that's kind of how I would view it. I just look at it as what player could go to any franchise and make them an instant contender overnight, could totally turn around a team, a team that's a train wreck could go in there and just revive them completely and get them in playoff contention or be a an actual championship contender and who could dominate in different eras because we hear about the 80s being so physical and how guys like Kareem and Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell were so dominant back then and how really today's game in my mind is the best that it's ever been because MJ, looking back at it, MJ was one of the most elite athletes of his era. But how many athletes are just as athletic as him today? Like everybody except Joe Ingles. I mean, it's crazy. You know, it's you guys are going to want to crucify me for saying this, but in my mind, MJ, I would say the player that plays most like MJ today would be DeMar DeRozan. I think his game's actually pretty similar. And he's a freak athlete. He's going to shoot a lot of tough twos. He's tough defensively. He can dunk in traffic. I just think that there have never been as many good athletes as there are today. It's like technology continues to evolve, continues to evolve. We evolve. The science is better. We learn how to take care of our bodies we hear that LeBron spends almost $2 million a year on his bo- just taking care of his body. He makes sure he gets anywhere from 8 to 12 hours of sleep a night. It's just we've come so far. I think it's silly to think that we stop progressing and MJ's the best all time and no one can ever be better. Here's the thing. Those guys in the 80s and 90s were pounding fast food. Nowadays, these guys have personal chefs. But think about it. Back then, you're making, you know, five hundred thousand, two million. Yeah, Dr. J was the first to make a hundred k, and that was huge. Yeah, and and obviously like inflation, et cetera, et cetera. But like these guys are making a hundred and fifty million now. I mean, it's not these guys have to take care of themselves because there's so much talent 
And if they don't, they're going to get cut. How many guys do we personally know that are cut from the league that have tons of talent and they take care of themselves and they do everything the right way and they still can't make it just because the competition level is so damn high today? Yeah, a lot of guys just have to catch breaks because everyone's so talented. But getting into this whole LeBron, MJ, head-to-head, I'm going to start off with some things about... Well, actually, no. Why don't you give me a case for, for Michael first before I go off? So the case for Michael Jordan, for me, is pretty simple. I mean, if you look at LeBron versus Michael, if you look at the player efficiency ratings, they're really, really close. They're, I think, within... Point two points of each other. So 27 and change for each of them. Um, you know, the one difference is Michael Jordan played against cow farmers and dentists. <laughs> but uh, whereas LeBron today plays against specimens and beasts. Um, but no, for, for, for real and all seriousness, uh, with Michael Jordan, it's six for six in the NBA Finals. It's hard to argue six for six. I don't think it's hard to argue. I'd say, hey, Robert Ory's got seven titles. Hey, Bill Russell's got 11 rings. He has more rings than fingers. That's why I feel like the whole ring debate is skewed. You know, and I'm going to tell you why right now. I don't disagree. So, tell me. going back to LeBron, okay, like we said a little earlier, he's 6'8". Has a 270, 280 pound frame. Okay, he can play one through five. He can guard one through five. He has one of the highest basketball IQs I've ever seen. You know, lots of times he'll call out other plays that the team he's playing against is about to run. You know, this guy does his homework. He's the Peyton Manning of the NBA. This is a guy that genuinely loves basketball. He loves the game. When... His team's not playing. He's always talking about the other games he's watching. He's always watching, always trying to learn. He's a student of the game. He's incredibly, incredibly unselfish. You know, a lot of people, when they talk about LeBron, Kobe, these guys, they go, oh, man, MJ had that killer instinct. Too bad LeBron never had it. No, LeBron's always had it. He's just more interested in making the right basketball play. Totally. He's just, he's just unselfish. He's he's more of a Magic Johnson than he is a Michael Jordan. The reason we're comparing the two is because there's no one else to compare. There's no one else that's been as dominant as these two players. So, let's talk finals, okay? All right. MJ's got six of them. And he was the finals MVP in all of them. Okay. People talk about how, oh man, MJ was so dominant. He played in such a physical era. Played again. That's that's back when big men dominated. Well, let's just talk about the big men that he faced in the finals. Okay? Vladi Divac and Michael Thompson from LA. Kevin Duckworth and Wayne Cooper from Portland. Wow. Yeah. I'll just read off the rest. Oliver Miller, Mark West, Frank Burkowski, Irvin Johnson, Steve Scheffler, Greg Foster, Greg Ostertag, who was just a tub of goo, and Adam Keefe. So everyone's saying that he played in the era of dominant big men. 
I call BS. Let's talk about and let's talk about freaking LeBron James in the finals, okay? Let's talk about the last seven finals MVPs. In 2012, LeBron James. So LeBron won it in 2012. 2013, LeBron James. 2014, Kawhi Leonard for holding LeBron to 28, 8, and 4. In 2015, Andre Iguodala for holding LeBron to 36 points, 13 rebounds, 9 assists a game. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> he was the finals MVP. Wasn't Steph Curry. It was Iggy because apparently he shut down LeBron. 2016, LeBron. 2017, KD for holding LeBron to 34, 12, and 10. That's a triple-double. My guy averaged a triple-double in the NBA Finals against the greatest team ever. Literally ever assembled. Ever. 2018, KD for holding LeBron to 34, 9, and 10. LeBron went to eight straight finals. He's got three rings. And honestly, losing to two MVPs and two other All-Stars in the Golden State Warriors does not mean he's not a winner. MJ would absolutely get run out of town. I, I mean, hey, picture this. The Bulls playing Golden State. How I'm, does that look? I'm literally laughing because the Warriors would score 140 points and the Bulls would crack like 88 shooting Jordan's fadeaway two-point jumpers. Yeah, I, I got in this, in this discussion with someone the other day where they said, oh, no, uh, the greatest team ever was Kobe's Lakers. And Shaq would kill. Shaq would score 60. He'd be dunking on everyone. And I go, you know, you're right. He would score 60, and they'd still lose by 40 points because you're trading two by twos for threes, and small ball would kill. You can't guard around the perimeter in today's game. You can't play. So, this is an interesting stat. So, MJ in the finals played against six Hall of Famers. LeBron played against 26. 26 Hall of Famers versus six Hall of Famers. Is there anyone MJ played against in the finals that you think that's an all-time great? You know, Malone and Stockton come to mind. They're a top 50 all-time. Hey, is Sean Kemp an all-time great? <clears throat> he was great at dunking the basketball. Holy shit. Yeah, Rain Man could throw down. But no. The, I, I mean, mean, the glove was tough. The, yeah, like good players. Hey, Char Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley's all-time. For sure. I mean, KJ, Dan Marley, Tom Chambers. I mean, if you're talking... They're good. Marley and Chambers. Yeah, we're, we're talking like... They don't even, you know, they're riding the pine in today's NBA. Oh. Yeah, it's like Clyde Drexler, Terry Porter. Is that impressive to you? Not not, not even a how, little How bit. about Magic Johnson when he had HIV? Is that impressive to you? When he's at the tail end of his career. Yeah, the dude can't move at that point. When, when it was the Showtime Lakers, he was killing. This was the latter end of his career, you know. Yeah. LeBron played against 26 Hall of Famers, and he's probably going to play against a lot more because he still has a lot of years left in him. So how about this? People say, oh, you know, LeBron James, he's just, he's just not a finisher. He's a quitter. 
Well, NBA's The Jump came out with a statistic that said they actually came up with a point system, and LeBron James is actually three points more clutch than MJ and happens to be the most clutch player in the history of the NBA. So you guys can literally F yourselves for always saying that he's not a winner and he's not clutch. And LeBron James' fourth quarter ranks in NBA history, he ranks number one in points, in plus-minus, in field goals made, in free throws attempted, and he's second in assists. That's in fourth quarter ranks when the game's on the line. Holy hell. Yeah, I mean... Here's the thing too. So when he won, so so that year that the the Golden State Warriors went 73 and 9, have the best they had the best regular season record in NBA history, which was ridiculous. Yeah. They were just they just looked unbeatable. LeBron faces them in the LeBron faces them in the finals. And not only does he average a triple-double, and does he lead his team to come back down from 3-1? And a lot of haters out there will say, oh, it was Kyrie, it was Kyrie. Oh, yeah, did Kyrie average a triple-double? And did Kyrie lead both teams in every single stat? Points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks? No, but LeBron did. And LeBron was playing against MVP Steph Curry. Iguodala was guarding him, who was a NBA Finals MVP for apparently yep. shutting him down. Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Sean Livingston, who was quite possibly the best backup ever. It's just crazy to me. They were like among the best defensive teams of all time. You think of that about that Warriors team and how good they were offensively. But what made them great and what took them to 73 wins instead of, say, 62 was their defense. And LeBron puts those numbers up against that defense. You talk about Iggy. Oh, not to lockdown defender. Well, not to mention uh Dre was the Draymond was the defensive player of the year as well. Yeah. I so mean, it's not like you're playing yeah. against a bunch of average Joes doing that. It, this is the greatest regular season team ever. Yeah. Ever. Nuts. And uh you know, people will say, "Oh, LeBron though, he's he's not a winner because he created he created uh, super teams, you know, and they try to compare it to KD, and those people can shut up forever. LeBron went to a forty-seven and thirty-five team in Miami, and then when he goes to LA, they're thirty-five and forty-seven before he gets there. KD went to a seventy-three <laughs> and nine team. That might be the pussiest move, like literally the softest move ever. We would have been okay if he would have gone anywhere else. Anywhere. Anywhere. Oh, not to mention you were up 3-1 to one in the Western Conference Finals. And then you go to the team that beat. It's just, it's, it's just soft. And he's, we'll talk about this another day, but he's easily the most insecure superstar we've probably ever seen. Here's another stat. LeBron James has the highest points when facing elimination in the playoffs. He averages 34.1 points. 11 rebounds, and seven and a half assists. Wow. MJ averaged 31 points in elimination game. So, hey, true or false? We hear this all the time. People say, nobody wants to play with LeBron. Every, no, Everyone hates it. 
LeBron's a cancer. What's your take? You get dingleberries like Kyrie Irving who want to be the man, who want to be the guy. And that's why he left Cleveland. He was tired of being second fiddle and sitting in LeBron's shadow. You get other guys who understand what it's like to play with the winner and how much easier LeBron James makes the game of basketball on them. Like Chris Bosh. He comes over. He was the man in Toronto. And he put up... And Toronto wasn't good when he was there. No, no, they weren't good, but he was the man. He was going to get paid. He was putting up 24, 25 points a game, whatever the heck it was. Um, and he, he decided, you know what? This is LeBron we're talking about. And maybe he wasn't the greatest of all time in 2010. Maybe no, he was. No, when they, lost, when they lost to Dallas, that's inexcusable. But... But J.J. Barea. <laughs> G balled. No, but that's when that's when Dirk really... I mean, that was... That Dallas team, that was the picture-perfect team. All the role players did their job. Everyone bought in. And Dirk was just a leader. And you talk about, too, like... And Lebr- LeBron really did shrink. I mean, that that that's inexcusable. But outside of that, there's literally not one thing that we can... Knock on his game. No, you, you say that he went to such a great team and did a su- super team. Well, Dwayne Wade has shockingly few postseason series victories without LeBron. All right, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you those stats right here. Huh, bada bing. Okay, so, yeah, everyone that says D. Wade taught LeBron how to win. All right, so, after, well, after, obviously, they won the finals. And back, was it 2006? Yeah, against the uh, Mavs. Yeah, against Dallas. In 2007, it was a first-round loss. 2008 in the playoffs, or 2008, they missed the playoffs. They had a record of 15-67. and 67. What the hell happened there? <laughs> 2009, first-round loss. 2010, first-round loss. Then they go to four straight finals appearances with LeBron. They win two of them. LeBron dips out. 2015, no playoffs. And by the way, this is the weaker East that everyone claims. For real. 2016, second round loss. 2017, first round loss. 2018, first round loss. But Dwayne Wade taught him how to win. It was Dwayne's team. Shut up. Not even a little bit. The only reason... And look, Dwayne Wade in his prime, which only lasted realistically like two to three years, he was... Unreal. The man. Yeah, he was the man. I've in never the seen anyone split picks as smoothly yeah. as he did. And, and then tomahawk dunk or yeah. around the back pass for a dunk to a teammate. Um, but he had Shaq first of all, and second of all, he had white chocolate too. He had white chocolate, <laughs> and he had three refs on his team too. Let's let's not forget that. That was bad. But I digress. Yeah. So. Interesting thing about the going back to nobody wants to play with LeBron. You know why you don't want to play with LeBron? Because he's the alpha. I don't care how good you think you are. He's the alpha because he's better than you. Kevin Love was so much better when he was fat. Back in <laughs> back in Minnesota, same thing like Chris Bosh where he was the man on a bad team. Yeah. You know, he put up big numbers. And look, if you're going to, like, for example, if you play for Team USA or you play on the All-Star team, you have to accept your role. 
right? You can't just say, ah, everything's going to run through me. You can't have that attitude. You have to accept your role if you want to win. If not, you butt heads and it doesn't work out. And a guy like Kyrie, you know, he wants out because he'd rather go to New York or, I mean, he's in Boston now and he's expressed a number of times that he's not happy. And it's probably because Brad Stevens wants to run an actual system. And don't get me wrong, Brad Stevens is an amazing coach. I mean, he makes guys like Rozier and uh, Morris. Morris and Marcus Smart. Yeah. I mean, Baines. He's making all these guys look like legitimate players because they buy in. And Kyrie's more of the, hey, I don't give a shit. It's about me. Um, watch what I can do. I'm going to drop 40 and we're going to lose, you know, 70% of our games. But it doesn't matter because I'm going to sell a lot of shoes. I'm going to get my face on a Wheaties box. It's all about me, you know. And, yeah, I think LeBron would be a little hard and intimidating to play with because he has such high expectations. But that's a good thing. He expects you to be great. He wants you to win. He wants you to know your assignment. He wants J.R. Smith to be in the right spot at the right time. He expects him not to be out till four in the morning smoking bowls and hanging out at the strip clubs. He wants you to take your craft seriously. Kobe was the same way. Jordan was the same way. Jordan was socking his teammates. Okay? We just didn't have social media back then like we do now to where... You're always under a microscope and anything you say or do is going to be broadcast across the whole world. So getting back to getting back to LeBron, some stats that are impressive. So we say that not only, obviously my take, not only is he the best player ever, but he's the most complete player the NBA has ever seen. So as far as players go with having 2,000 points, 500 rebounds, and 500 assists in a season. MJ has done that twice. LeBron has done that 10 times. This is a guy that does it all. So it's interesting. um, Doug Gottlieb, who is always, he's the big college basketball buff. He's always commenting about the NBA. He does podcasts with the Herd. He gets on and says, he gets on and says that KD is the best player in the NBA and has been for the last five years. So this is coming from Doug Gottlieb, who's a specialist, right? Right. Obviously, he knows what he's talking about, or so he thinks. Why is he wrong? Look, KD is a really good offensive player. His incredible length makes him a pretty darn good defensive player. But no strength. But, but he, he lacks the strength. And LeBron has both of those. But more than anything, it's it's LeBron's... It's his vision. It's his, it's his uh, entire game that he just... He opens things up for every single other person. Let's, let's take a look at the record, which I don't have it exactly in front of me. But... KD joined a 73-win team, and did they win 73 games the next year, No, his first year there? No. No, they did not. It was less. Something like 64, 65 maybe. So to me, you can't add the best player in the league and win less games. And yeah, did they win the title? Of course they did. They're freaking stacked. And LeBron was playing with... with, uh, 
No, he had he had Della Vadova. He had some with Matthew talent. Della Vadova. He had he had a UPS he had a <laughs> UPS worker on his team. I mean, holy hell! Like LeBron, like the teams he's carried to the finals at times. It's just remarkable that they even get there. And yeah, the we the 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 weak East, excuse me, sucks. I get that, but the fact that he's in the finals every single year, uh, it's just super impressive. You know, and this whole thing, Doug Gottlieb was saying. You know, I've seen better players. I've seen ten players that are better than than LeBron. I'll tell you right now. No, he hasn't. Not only is he an, a hater, he's an ugly hater. Okay, and there are a lot of people that are so nostalgic on, oh, MJ, he's he's the GOAT, he did this, he did that. We only remember the chummy times. We only remember the good things he did, right? LeBron, I think it's really sad that, you know, right now everyone's so hypercritical of everything he does. Because think about it. If he yeah. doesn't win the championship every year, he's a failure. It's win or bust, Right? With KD, is it win or bust? When he was in OKC, was it win or bust? No, never. Hey, were there games were there games where were there games when um Westbrook would just outshine KD? All the time. All the time. Right? LeBron has proven that his teams cannot win without him. People say, ah, oh, Kyrie did it. Kyrie won it for him. No, guess what? No. Without LeBron. With just Kevin Love and Kyrie, they don't make the playoffs they in don't, a week each. And look, that shot Kyrie hit was unbelievable. But what about the the track down block the play before that LeBron had? What about the triple-double he had? Or near triple-double, I can't remember. But I think, going back to some of these records, like the before and after records... Yeah, tell, tell, us, what the, t- so, tell us what they were when... Well, first of all... He comes in the league 03. Yeah, so right? so the 02 03 season the Cavs won 17 games, right? Before he got there. Before he got Before there, they tanked. They wanted LeBron. He was the the home court kid, right? Um 0304, so his rookie season they go from 17 to 35. They double their win total, okay? And that's with a rookie LeBron. The dude was 18. When I was 18, I was sleeping in cars. We made dumb choices. Who the hell knows what I was doing? Um, So the 2009 to 2010 Heat, they won 47. Or no, no, Cavs, because he was still with Cavs 2009. uh, Yeah, without, so the Heat in in 9-10 won 47 games. And then with LeBron the next year, they won 58. The Cavs in 9-10 with LeBron, 61 wins. The next year without, 19. So with LeBron, they win 61 games. Without him, they win 19. And you're trying to tell us, people are trying to say that LeBron's not important. Yeah. Okay. Un- unbelievable. So the 17-18 Cavs won 61% of their games. And the 18-19 Cavs this season, they've won 21% of their games. So 61 to 21. Huh. Funny. Funny how that goes. So here, I've got a stat for you that'll just make you want to vomit. Okay? <laughs> so me. everyone talks about how MJ's the GOAT. He's the greatest ever. No one can ever touch his legacy. Yada, yada, yada. So MJ, why did he leave? So why did he leave after 93? After he won at 93? Do you remember? Why did he leave? 
Yeah, because David Stern secretly suspended him for gambling. Okay, why did he say he left? Because he had conquered basketball and wanted to take on baseball. Want to take on baseball. Was he any good at that? Uh, I'm pretty sure played he hit the, like 220 for the... He played for the Barons. <laughs> for the, for the, the single-A Barons or something. Space Jam was the best thing that resurrected his career. But anyways, so he, he plays in 93. They beat Phoenix. There's actually a cool story about MJ. Remind me to tell you in a little bit about that series. MJ does have some remarkable stories, some things that are super impressive about him. But MJ leaves, okay? And he did it all by himself, right? It was just him. He had no help. Right. That was he, the narrative. He took down L.A. He took down Portland. He took down Phoenix by himself. He leaves to go play baseball. That next season, instead of winning 57 games, the Bulls win 55 games without MJ the GOAT, the greatest player ever. Ever. So you're telling me they won two less games without MJ? Two less games. They go from 57 wins to 55 wins. Because they have this scrub named Scottie Pippen on their team, who's probably the best perimeter defender ever. But people forget about him. Let's talk about Scottie Pippen, okay? We're talking about the toughest era ever. They go from 57 wins to 55. How is that possible? Well, in 94, Scotty finished the season averaging 22, 8, and 6. He was first team all NBA, which means he was a top five player. That's a big freaking deal. Okay. He was first team all defensive. He finished third in MVP in MVP voting. And he was the all-star MVP. They were 55 and 27 without MJ. And we're talking about how MJ does it all himself. Put LeBron in that scenario, okay? LeBron leaves. So LeBron's in L.A. right now. With the team they have now, LeBron's gone. What happens? Under 500, lickety split. It's just dysfunction. They're actually putrid. So, you know, that actually speaks volumes for... Scotty Pippen's value, and then also Phil Jackson. Because obviously, you know, you hear Phil being like a weirdo in the locker room and talking to players about chakras and like um, like Indian lore and a lot of crazy things. But I mean, whatever, he's like the master, the Zen master, right, of getting these difficult personalities to gel. So... Props to Phil Jackson. Props to Scottie Pippen. MJ, sorry, that definitely hurts your legacy in our eyes. Yeah, so one, one quick point on Scottie Pippen. So, Oh, he, sorry, I didn't mention this. Yeah. I didn't mention this. So MJ has five losing seasons without Scottie Pippen. So if MJ's a winner, how come he had five losing seasons... And what do you think his playoff record was without Scottie Pippen? Because, I mean, he's the man. He's the GOAT. He did it all by himself. Yeah. So How many series did he win without Scottie? He must have been like 12-0. and 0. Yeah, no, he was 1-9. in nine. Uh. 1-9 in nine was his playoff record without Scottie. And, and the regular <laughs> season record, 
These were all losing seasons, by the way, without Scotty. In 85, he was 39 and 47. In 1986, won 30 games, lost 55. In 87, won 40 games. Back when he when he tried to bounce back with the Wizards, he won 37 games in 02 and 37 games in 03. But he does it all himself. He doesn't need Scotty because he can do it all himself. Scotty was so damn good at basketball. Even when he switched over to Portland, which is where I'm from growing up outside of Portland, um, was able to watch the Blazers a lot. And Scottie Pippen made that Blazers team. As Scottie Pippen went, the Blazers went. And he just came over like, and just inserted himself, and he was their best all-around player. And this was at an advanced age, mind you. Scottie Pippen was damn good. And if he's an all-NBA, a first-team all-NBA player, top three MVP MVP He finished third in MVP That means he's a top three to five player (laughs) in the NBA. Has LeBron had... A single player that was top five in the NBA. You can argue one guy. D-Wade. D-Wade. Although, right when LeBron kind of came over there, that was not Dwayne Wade's prime. I'd say that was just after his prime. He was still damn good. Yeah. But I would say he was a top ten player there. Mm-hmm. What about Kyrie? Is he a top five player in the NBA? No. 15. Top 15. 15, 20. Yeah. You know, somewhere in there. How about Kevin Love? No. Maybe top 30. Hey, how about uh, uh, Booby, Booby uh, Gibson? <laughs> Whatever the hell that guy's name was. Hey, hey Mo Williams. Don, hey, Danielle Marshall. <laughs> hey, what about Zadrunas Ogalskis? Oh, he's tall. Look, so LeBron, for all the talk about how LeBron just has played on stacked teams, MJ had the best teammate and it wasn't close. Not to mention Rodman, who's... A Hall of Famer. I mean, that dude's grabbing 20 boards a game, doing all the dirty work. So here's something that's interesting, too. When we're talking about playoffs, as far as these playoff series go, LeBron was the outright team leader in points, assists, and rebounds 20 different times in playoff series. So 20 different playoff series, he led his team in all three of those. How many times do you think MJ did that? Hit me. Once. Wow. One time. And this is this is the GOAT. This is the guy that does everything. It's unbelievable. This is the thing. Like when people say stats don't matter. No, stats do matter. That's incredible. Guess what? The NBA today is the best it's ever been. MJ balling up against Craig Elo is not that impressive to me. Mark Price looks like a footlocker employee they pull down from the stands, you know, and he's giving it to them. So, you know, it's funny because there are just a lot of ugly haters. And I think one of the biggest haters ever is MJ himself. You know, people talk about, oh, MJ's just a winner. He's cold-blooded. No, it's his competitive nature. Everyone's defending him nonstop, and I get it. MJ's legacy will go untouched. He made basketball what it is. It's global and everyone loves it because of MJ. He was the first true killer in the NBA. He really was. Agreed. You know, I mean, I've got his 11s. I've got the Gammas, the Space Jams, the Concords. It's the greatest shoe ever. And I love MJ. Grew up with a poster of him in my room. Um... 
I would watch old VHSs and try to mimic his moves, you know. But as far as the eye test goes, LeBron's a better player. He's a better athlete. He does more. He makes he he does a lot more with less around him. Right? And in all honesty, I was watching a game on ESPN Classic. It was the Bulls against the Jazz in like the 97 finals. And it was so boring, I had to turn it off. Basketball is so much more fun to watch today. The game has developed so much to where kids are Euro-stepping off of either foot in fourth and fifth grade. They have shooting coaches. They they have awesome conditioning. There, there are just so many more tools, right? And LeBron literally has all the God-given tools, and then he puts all the time in on top of that. So to think that players don't get better with time is retarded. So with all of these ugly haters, like with MJ, it's people like, what do you mean MJ was just competitive? His Hall of Fame speech, do you remember that? No, hit me. All he did was talk about how he was better than everyone. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you dumb bastard, we know that. That's why you're in the Hall of Fame. But he's dogging on everyone, and that same... That same night, John Stockton gets up there. He's humble as can be, and just, he just says, "You know, not only not only am I not the have I not been the best player on any team that I've ever played on. I wasn't even the best player in my own house growing up." And it's just interesting to hear the the different dynamics, you know, coming from the two, because LeBron and and on, let's be honest, a lot of these players are dumb. Like, a lot of them don't go to college. A lot of them just say whatever they think. Now that everything's blown up on social media, we hear about it. LeBron has said some super stupid things. You know, he's tweeted some things where you're just like, come on, dude. That's such a boner statement. You should know better. But we're not talking about a player's psychology. Who's Who's a better killer? We're talking about who is a better player. Who is the GOAT? Okay. People will hate on LeBron saying uh, he's not a winner because in game one of the finals last year, he had 51 points, eight rebounds, eight assists against KD, who a lot of people think is the best player in the league. Right? Somehow. Hey, you've got Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson, and you're telling me that he's not a winner. What the hell is he supposed to do? What more could he have done? Than that, like nothing. Well, here you go. It, and it's not. And the funny thing is, okay, he's got Jordan Clarkson and Rodney Hood. Okay, no, thank you. Come on. It's, it's just it's not. They're helpful. so bad. Here's a stat that's funny. In 2015, in the finals, without James on the floor, J.R. Smith, 0 of nine from the field. Delhi, 0 of seven. James Jones. O of three, Shumpert, O of two. That's O of 21 from the field without James on the floor. So if he's on the bench, they have no chance. Absolutely zero. They're no help. I would love to see MJ's Bulls play the Warriors and lose by 50. It's just, it's comical to me that people think that the, the 80s were so physical and that these players couldn't, couldn't handle that. Not only could they handle it, they'd kill. Because guess what? They're better athletes. 
So MJ dunks from the free throw line, and it's such a big deal. Zach Levine freaking dunks from the free throw line through his legs. It's, I mean, what are we even talking about here? It's over. The stats, I mean, honestly, the stats tell all. Let, let, so let's just do this then. So why do people, let's get this out there. Why do people hate? Because no one hates MJ. Let's be honest. Everyone just thinks about MJ yeah. as being the GOAT. Why do people hate LeBron, though? Because it threatens their nostalgia that that uh, Jordan's the best. Honestly, plain and simple, it threatens. What, what about the fact that what about memories. the fact that LeBron said the other day? Well, you know, when we came back from, we were down three one in two thousand sixteen against Golden State, the best team ever. We came back and won that series. You know, that made me feel like I'm the greatest of all time. And everyone's freaking out. What is wrong with that? Look, arrogant as hell, right? However. Can you back it up? He ain't wrong. No, that's the He's thing. He's not wrong. That Warriors team was the greatest team ever assembled. That Warriors team would beat the dream team. I agree. Another topic we will discuss. And we will prove to you why you are wrong. Because you probably think we're crazy on that. Yeah, Chris, sorry, Chris Mullen, you can't hang. Sorry, love you, but you can't hang. Hey, Christian Leitner, warm up the bus. So what arguments would you say that critics have? As far as... Before we wrap this up, about like, as far as critics go, what what do they say is their number one complaint about LeBron? Oh, yeah, so... What do the the haters say? What do all the analysts say? Well, it's going to take, it's going to take... LeBron this to yeah. amount to what MJ does or to be on the Mount Rushmore basketball. Yeah, they'll they'll what. say he never can be because he's won three of nine NBA Finals series. That's their main argument. So we're going to penalize a guy for exactly. making it to the finals. So when, when MJ couldn't get past the bad boys Pistons, which all they did was play physical. They weren't incredibly talented. Yeah. Sorry. They just hurt people. Like freaking Vinny the Microwave Johnson, John Sally, Bill Lambeer. Um, I'm, I just, I just don't see it. And then, I mean, one in nine in playoff series without Scotty. I just think why we're, we're so focused that he was six for six in the finals. What about the times he didn't get there? Magic Johnson for crying out loud, played 11 years, played in nine finals. That is amazing. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, that's the biggest argument I'd say. If you're picking apart his game a little bit, maybe you say, well, not a great shooter. Well, guess what? Neither was MJ. Um, In fact, LeBron's three-point shooting percentage is better than MJ's, not by much, by a point or two. Um, Oh, you know what? They they talk about killer instinct nonstop. That really is it. It's like, hey, yeah, you know, well, LeBron may do – X, Y, and Z, but when the game comes down to the wire, I'm taking MJ. Well, guess what? Stats say different. MJ's or LeBron's the most clutch player ever. So what are you gonna do? And I mean, this is one of those this is one of those topics where if you're a LeBron supporter, it's a lose lose. Right? For sure. I just think I just think if we're being honest with ourselves, LeBron does things that no player has ever been able to do. The the fact that, and yes, athleticism is, is a part of it, but I mean, 
I feel like if you were to transplant LeBron and put him in Phoenix, Phoenix could be a contender. If you put him in Brooklyn, if you put him in Charlotte and he plays with Kemba Walker, if you put him in New Orleans, if you put him in Sacramento, if you put him in Dallas with Doncic, who is amazing, by the way. Yeah. Love his game. They're a contender. I can't say that about any other player. Okay. If you took a G League team, you put LeBron on that team, they are making the playoffs. Probably. Yeah. I really think so. I absolutely believe that. As long as he has pieces that are competent, as long as he has guys that can be in the right spots, do their job. Which he's oftentimes not really had. Yeah. J.R. Smith. Hey, if I were to have told you 10 years ago that J.R. Smith would be the starting shooting guard on an NBA championship team, would you have believed me? No way. Get this. So I played against J.R. Smith in high school, and he played for St. Benedict's Prep in New Jersey. So there was a lot of hype behind that game. Every player on that team was a D1 player, and J.R. went to the league right out of high school. J.R. hits a three, hits his first shot of the game, it's a deep three. He gets down and starts doing push-ups during the game. And I'm like, that guy is disabled. He needs to put a helmet back on. <laughs> and he's just making buku bucks in the league. And, I mean, crazy talented. He's just dumb. You know, and the fact that LeBron, like, I've never seen a team go as deep as they did last year was so little. Yeah. Or- there was a meme. There was a funny meme someone sent me that, had a picture of this random dude holding up the Eastern Conference trophy, and it said, I know we all have jokes about LeBron not having a supporting cast, but seriously, who the hell is this guy? And it was a <laughs> guy on the team, and we, to this day, we, we don't can't know who figure it is. out who it is. We don't know who it is. We have no idea. You know, in the G League, I can't argue that. You know, some people will say, oh, like this year's Duke team could beat an NBA team. No college team will ever beat an NBA team. It just won't happen. It just, it just can't like that's just silly, but the the fact that we can have the LeBron MJ debate says hey look we can swallow our pride as much as we love MJ all the MJ homers you guys have to accept you guys have to at least be open to the conversation it's just hard because so many people are closed minded and MJ will always be the greatest but the funny thing is because technology gets better athletes are getting better someone could come around in 10 15 years and blow lebron out of the water you know yeah zion williamson might Uh, be that guy we don't think we've ever seen an athlete quite like him a guy that's kind of fat that can jump over a barn yeah he's he's thick yeah he's uh he's special look summarizing we there's no doubt in our mind our respective minds that LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. And frankly, for me, and I think I speak for Jordan as well, it's not close. Game over. 